0: Hey there, it's Dave Wills, The Crying Wrestling Fan. As seen on YouTube, Tosh.0, and memes all over social media and the internet. Hey, I'm always marking out. And right now, you're listening to Marking Out. That's right, one of the best podcasts around. And believe me, marking out in pro wrestling is me, damn it! <laughs> this is... Marking out Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling fans we marking out y'all follow on Twitter
1: Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling fans we marking out y'all Marking out Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling fans we marking out
0: y'all like this Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling fans
2: we marking out y'all Marking out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling fans Welcome markin to we Marking out, markin out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling fans, this is episode 605. I am one of your hosts, Dave the Rave, and you can check me and my friends Brandon and Chris over at markingout.com. Make sure that you are subscribed over on Apple Podcasts, also on Spotify, and wherever else you may be listening to your favorite podcasts. Also, Give us a follow on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. Buy a t-shirt, ProWrestlingTees.com slash out. Also, make sure that you follow us over on Instagram, on TikTok because we are trendy, and also on Twitch. So, that being said, most importantly, not most importantly, it's all important, go check us out on YouTube. YouTube. That's where you can be watching amazing cinematography over there for cooking with Brandon and so much more so that being said thank you for listening we appreciate each and every one of you Brandon though how are you
0: I'm doing awesome as always how about yourself
2: Brandon I am doing great fantastic awesome and lovely that is how I'm feeling
0: how was your week It was uh good, a lot of professional wrestling though. It was wrestling. I did uh I did make potato salad on Friday. Nice. I bought
2: potato salad on Saturday. So that's funny that you made it. Uh stop and shop. I prefer stop and shop, uh potato salad and macaroni salad. I think
0: they really do a good job over there. If my memory serves correct, thumbs down. Oh. I can oh, tell geez. you, hands down, the worst like potato salads available on the market are from like Costco and BJ's. So Stop yeah. and Shop might be like the generic one that like it's not great, but I'll tolerate it.
2: You know, the macaroni salad isn't too bad from uh, from BJ's.
0: Not no, too they bad. put do they put dill pickle in there? Because I believe they do, and I am a I, I'm not sure. I am very anti dill anything inside of my potato salad inside of my my uh mac salad Hmm. but really there's there's three potato salads that i've had in my life that are my favorite Mm -hmm. like probably tied for number one and i'd go to bat for every single one of them one is from ben's i don't know i haven't had them in a long time but in my memory, Ben's was like top tier potato salad. Okay. Another one was from a place near me, but they changed ownership and recipes. Mm-hmm. So it's not the same anymore. So that like uh. sucks that I'll never have it ever again. Uh-huh. And then the the other recipe is the one that my Nana used to make, which I know the recipe. My mom knows the recipe. She knows the recipe. That's it. Mm-hmm. And that's, I, a hundred percent, I, I defend that one. To the moon. People are like, oh, why is it orange? And I'm like, well, there's carrots in it.
2: Ah, <laughs> carrots. That's interesting. Carrots in your potato salad.
0: I mean, or no, you'll, macaroni, you'll see, macro, no, macaroni potato salad. salad. Potato,
2: potato salad.
0: You'll see carrots in potato salad, but like, we grate the carrot.
2: Ah. So there's
0: some carrot juice perhaps in there.
2: Okay. All right. That's interesting. That's interesting. How does the carrot impact the taste of it? It's just, uh, I
0: mean, you get more carrots in the potato mm-hmm. salad.
2: I found that I I really like a lot of mayonnaise in mine. Yeah, you know, same thing with like with uh, macaroni salad. I really like the mayonnaise in there. I like it when the macaroni salad has that kind of a sweet aftertaste.
0: Mm. You know what I mean? I can't really picture in my head what you mean. I think like maybe BJ's. like a uh, some vinegar mixed with sugar maybe a little bit of a red red bell pepper.
2: It could be. It could be a little bit of the sugar additive to it. I mean, makes sense. Um yeah, I think that I could eat macaroni salad or potato salad all day. Do you prefer your potato salad to be
0: thick or thin sliced? <laughs> it honestly doesn't matter to me. As long as, or- it's, as it's like as long as it's good and there's no eggs in it. I know people are like, oh, people put raisins in it. I'm like, I have never in my life seen a potato salad with raisins in real Mm -hmm. life. I know it exists somewhere.
2: What's the other form of a potato salad?
0: What does that mean?
2: What's like another variation of potato salad? (laughs) What? What's another variation? What do you mean
0: a variation? Um, What kind
2: of a salad? I'm trying to think of another. No, no, no.
0: Mac salad, potato no, no, salad. No no. no, no, no. Are you asking like redskin potato salad or something? Yeah, yeah. Or German potato salad. German,
2: yeah, yeah. I think the German uh, potato <laughs> salad. Yeah, is so- German
0: potato salad served warm? I don't think so. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know. Is German potato salad served warm? It is.
2: Hmm. Yeah, I've I've liked the German potato salad. I've always thought that that was pretty
0: good. Yeah, that's what I meant. The potato salad is just like... I don't know. Isn't that like bacon and... Maybe? I'm not too sure. I'm not too sure. Yeah, I think there's bacon in that. With bacon in it? Yeah, I think so. Hmm. Yeah. Bacon, Dijon mustard, garlic... Apple cider vinegar, salt, sugar, pepper, parsley, and red potato salad. uh, Red potatoes.
2: Very interesting. Very interesting. I always think that you could uh, always have like variation.
0: I'm not a fan of mustard in my potato salad or mac salad either.
2: Mustard, I was never really a big fan of until like the recently, like over the last few years, where I started to really uh, test my palate with it.
0: Yeah, I don't need mustard in my life. I can tolerate mustard, but it's not like, oh, how dare you not have mustard on this hot dog? Mm -hmm, Ketchup's mm -hmm. for children. Screw you. I'll go to bed for
2: that, too. I go mix.
0: I go mix. I I go ketchup and mustard. I I could really just do ketchup, some sauerkraut. That's all I need. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Ketchup's for kids. Screw you. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Stand
2: up for ketchup always. Also...
0: I also judge people who go straight for hunts instead of Heinz. I was thinking about that today. I watched a video. Somebody had hunts. I was like, I don't don't, (laughs) don't agree with that. (laughs) Yeah. Like Like if hunts is the only thing available, I understand, but yeah, but if it's one next to the
2: other, I mean, you got to go Heinz.
0: Yeah. There's no way I'm choosing hunts over Heinz. No. And there's a very clear taste difference too.
2: Oh, definitely. It's like Hershey's and
0: Nestle's. No way am I choosing Nestle's over Hershey's.
2: No, Hunt's is like the knockoff.
0: I mean, I don't yeah. want to say that, but that's what people say. say. Like, oh, uh, Oreo knockoffs are the, the Hydrox cookies when, it, when it's actually the other way around. Oh, man, I
2: haven't had Hydrox cookies in such a long time. I don't
0: know if they exist anymore.
2: Right? I don't think I've seen it on the market in a long time. Yeah, I'm not sure. What's 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 really sad is like stuff like... Uh, Oreos and even Chips Ahoy, like the size of the cookies, they so feel like they shrunk.
0: Amazon apparently sells Hydrox cookies. Interesting.
2: Interesting. But it
0: says I don't know. Here it says Kellogg's owned it. <laughs> oh, now Leaf Brands owns it from 2014 to the current day. Leaf Leaf Brands. Hmm. I think if I if I'm not mistaken, Hydrox cookies are maybe the cookie crunch for Carvel. Really? If I'm not mistaken, I could definitely be wrong on that, but I could That's swear to God that was a, like a, a tidbit that I knew from back in the day. Wow! Although you see? first first page on Google, I don't see anything with that. So
2: hmm. we should do an episode of like, a uh, short episodes <laughs> of Brandon food fact, yeah. like or a TikTok series of Brandon food, like quick Brandon food fact where you just say say like a fact about some sort of a food or the brand, and then just either maybe even uh, the follow-up episode, you use that as an ingredient. Right. Hey, not a bad idea. Just (laughs) pitching it. I'm just pitching it. Whether you hit the ball or not, that's, you know. But but everybody listening right now, they tuned into Pro Wrestling Talk, and, you know, they're getting all this food talk, which you should definitely go check out our TikTok videos because Brandon is cooking up a storm. And it looks delicious. He was cooking up some chicken the other day, where I was drooling just watching it. But that being said, Brandon, the rest of your week was good. Yeah, how about yours? My week was incredible. I got to hang out with uh, Chris and Sal. Uh, we got to watch some of the pa- uh, we got to watch some of the pay per view on Saturday. Uh, no, Sunday. Um, and it was just awesome. You know, we did get to have. Um, a reignition of a feud of Salute versus Fallen Angel uh, which was very entertaining very entertaining it's good to see that you know guys that have been around for so long could still go you know so it's good to see that they could still go and you never know i mean all you need is Brett Matthews and a few others Silver Bullet and Headcase and Mass Destruction and you never know what could end up taking place yeah you got to try and book yourself kid Exactly, exactly, you know. But that is all. Let's get on to talking about some pro wrestling talk and sp- talk about this weekend. This weekend on Saturday was Clash at the Castle. Principality
0: now, Stadium,
2: Cardiff, yeah, Wales.
0: Yeah. The entranceway, I think this, even more than SummerSlam, reminded me of Madison Square Garden for this because it was like a okay. straight shot. It was like super long, but... Hmm now it was like kind of like the MSG but yeah um, yeah i, I thought can it was see cool. that but uh the kickoff show we had Madcap Moss of the Street Profits pick up the victory over Austin Theory and Alpha Academy uh this was a nice all opening match yeah i mean it was nothing too over the top crazy but it was a nice opener i popped for the uh, the fall away slam that Mad Cat Moss hit on Otis. Cause it looked like Otis was about to fall on him and reverse it, but it mm-hmm. was just a straight up uh, fall away slam. I thought that was cool. And then yeah. one of the, the spots that stole the weekend, I think the diving doomsday blockbuster to like everybody was dope mm-hmm. by Montez Ford. Yeah. First match on the actual uh, show. We saw damage control. I could finally call them damage control, I guess. Uh Bailey, Dakota Kai and IO Sky picked up the victory over Alexa Bliss, Asuka and the Raw Women's Champion Bianca Belair. This one started out all over the place with no referee control. So that kind of sucked, but yeah. As when they finally like got it under control, I was I th- uh
2: I thought that this was an awesome yeah. uh match. This Bayley match over dude, big time. The fans
0: were so hot during this match and Bailey was so over. I like when, uh, she, she got tagged in at one point and the fans went nuts. So she tagged EO in instead. Yeah. I thought that was funny. And, and, uh, that one point where she faked an injury and, and, uh, it turned out to not be a real injury, but that scared the hell out of me. Cause she's like coming off of an injury that she was out yeah. for over a year. Or so, but I thought it was a very enjoyable match Bailey picked up the win over Bianca Belair after uh, first one to to pin Bianca Belair. I think was November two thousand twenty one. Wow, which is pretty crazy. Also, uh, Michael Cole mentioned that Io Asuka and Io sister Mio was a team known as Triple Tails in Japan, and that like that popped me too. Blew me away. Yeah, it's a breath of fresh air to hear stuff like that. No, but they're, like, I, actually, ad, like, not admitting What's funny to, is that, that used to – sometimes I feel like it could be like, eh, look what I know,
2: kind of like Matt stryker But that's,
0: that's how Excalibur comes off to me.
2: Yeah, that – you know, sometimes that could be really annoying at times where it's just like you become an encyclopedia and start to dish out all of these facts, and you're like, dude, okay, simmer it down now. But I thought this was very fitting, the way that this was done. Yeah.
0: After that yep. we had Guter pick up the victory over Sheamus To retain the Intercontinental Championship Tyson Fury was ringside for this Bret Hart was there I saw Adrian Street and Miss Linda behind the commentators And they were introduced later on Johnny Sane was there But But Also it was really cool that Bret Hart was sitting ringside for this Because mm-hmm. it was the first UK pay-per-view since uh,
2: Him in uh, uh, Bulldog, right? Yeah,
0: I believe so 30, 30-something years. Yeah. But, to start out this segment, Ludwig introduces Giovanni Vinci, and I marked the hell out for that. Imperium is back. Brings a tear to my eye.
2: <laughs> yeah. I was definitely not expecting him to be back, but you know what? They weren't doing anything really that much with him on a- on NXT. and Certainly not doing anything with him on I-, yeah. I At this rate, they're going to take in whoever they can use.
0: But... I mean, it makes sense that he was brought in here. It really never made sense that he was split from no, them in the first place, all. but it makes sense to combat against Butch and Ridge Holland who they, yeah. they brawled beforehand. Meanwhile, Sheamus and Gunter are just staring straight at each other.
2: Yeah. Just not like pointing. what happened on, I think SmackDown, right? Yeah.
0: And something else. This was the first time the intercontinental championship was defended on a pay-per-view, a premium live event since WrestleMania 37. How wow. the hell does that happen? I have no idea, but this had a big fight feel throughout the whole match, and we knew it was going to be a, a super rough match.
2: Yeah, and it, I mean, Sheamus, the thing I love about Sheamus is he is so damn pale that, <laughs> that every single time that man takes a chop across his chest, whether it's a chop or a punch or anything across that chest of his, it just lights up like Rudolph's nose. Yeah, and so the Dur- chops
0: were nasty back and forth.
2: Yeah, so that's that's something that I really like. You could see his chest over the time just like welting up from the slaps from Walt, uh, not Walter Gunther, not Walter.
0: The uh, the Celtic cross from the top rope I thought was nice.
2: Yeah, overall,
0: yeah. man, good Guter match. Gunther ends the match after twenty minutes with that lariat, and it was a standing ovation for Sheamus. Yeah, and I, yeah. And I guess you could include Gunther into there too. This was an incredible match. Yeah, I agree. Next I put, up you had I put this up there for match of the year candidate for sure. There you go. Uh next up you had
2: Liv Morgan successfully defeat and defend her championship against Shayna Baszler.
0: The, uh, uh, the UFC welterweight champion Leon Edwards was ringside for this. Mhm. They made mention that Liv Morgan was doing some training with Matt Riddle prior to this match.
2: Yeah, they showed some clips of her training uh throughout the week with uh Riddle. Uh, especially how to reverse the chokehold.
0: hold. Yeah, but Shayna Baszler worked Liv Morgan's arm a lot in this match. We saw Liv get a few submissions of her own, and then eventually she hits the Codebreaker and the Oblivion to pick up the victory. And I think for the most part, her title reign has been booked like all underdog. But this match, to me, proved more than underdog.
2: Yeah, I can see it and it wasn't a fluke victory either. No, no you know? she got a good, clean victory over there. Yeah, it wasn't a distraction. It wasn't. It was just pure clean. You know, back to back signatures, and that was it. Next up, you had Rey Mysterio and Edge pick up the victory
0: over Judgment Day. Let's talk entrances. Edge coming out with his very own lucha mask. I uh, obviously marked out for that. Yeah, that was awesome. But Edge, man. The pop for Edge over there was nuts to hear. What was it? 62,000 people or whatever singing? Yeah. Metalingus, the, the, man.
2: You know, the entire uh the the entire crowd, the entire for the entire event was really amazing. You know, I I would love for WrestleMania to I, be in the UK.
0: I was so against WrestleMania because I don't want to have to watch WrestleMania at like twelve o'clock. Yeah, I'm fine with that, man. That crowd wow. deserves WrestleMania. I'm
2: gl- I'm happy to hear that that changed. I your enjoyed mindset.
0: sitting there at one p.m. watching a pay per view and then have or a ple mm-hmm. and having it uh, over by four. Obviously, WrestleMania would be a lot longer than that.
2: But... Yeah, but I mean, so I I totally agree. I think that I think that they deserve it. You know, I think that the money is there too. I mean, and to we'll get... get those
0: fun chants that, that I'm going to miss from NXT UK,
2: dude. I mean, the even the hey, Bailey. When was the last time we actually heard the hey, Bailey chant? It's been a while, yeah. You know, well, I mean, and, hello, I, and been... I'm just gonna, I'm <laughs> just been gonna, out s- for a while, yeah. But I'm just gonna say that I don't think we said it, but Bailey's reaction to the crowd, too, like with the hey, Bailey chant, was perfect, yeah. You know, and I love the fact that whenever they got louder with it, she was just tagged right out. So this way it would quiet them down. Uh, But let's get on to the Rey Mysterio-Edge match. Um, Overall, I thought that this match was
0: pretty solid. Edge hit a 619, which they were like, maybe it should be called the 519. I believe that's the area code for Ontario. Uh, So it's pretty crazy that it's one number down.
2: That is pretty weird.
0: Uh, But he also speared Damian Priest through the ropes at one point like Big E would do. We saw Dominic distract the referee, which allowed Rey Mysterio to get involved. But Rhea Ripley took Dominic out. And then oh, took him out hard, too. But then Rey Mysterio jumped out onto her.
2: I was watching that. He didn't really jump out onto her. He well, kind of jumped I mean, into Dominic. Into Dominic, but yeah. still
0: that the effect took was her onto out. her. Yeah, took her out. Dominic you know? at one point grabs Finn Balor's foot when Balor himself set up for a 619. And that allowed Edge and Rey Mysterio to pick up the victory.
2: Yeah, and this this match was just awesome. And then Dominic kicks Edge below the belt. Yeah, I mean, for a while, while there's there's like it was kind of you saw Edge and Rey Mysterio celebrating, and they were so happy and celebrating, and Dominic was like just off to the side watching them, and you can tell that Dominic was visibly not included in this, and that he felt left out. And then, like you said, he went over to Edge.
0: They tried to pull him in, and that's when he just low-blowed him. Yeah, and and Ray yelled and begged Dominic to stop. And then he decked Rey Mysterio. Yeah,
2: just like Eddie Guerrero's style, too. His, I mean, Batista
0: did that as well. Uh-huh. I feel like there's probably one more person in there that's turned their back on Rey Mysterio, but uh, it was just, I think, incredible heat for Dominic.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. They hated him. They hated him. Um, But I was very happy because I've been saying for a long time that this was going to happen at some point. So I'm very happy. And then (laughs) even the Judgment Day's reaction to it was awesome. They were just laughing. Like the hyenas. That's what it reminded me of. Yeah. And then Dominic left his boots in the ring. And he walked off. Dominic left his boots in the ring? I believe so, yeah. He took off his shoes and left them in the ring. So I thought that it was, that's a very interesting move right there because usually a wrestler will leave their uh, shoes in the middle of a ring when they retire. So he did that. So I don't know, maybe it's him retiring his, that person, like good guy. You know, maybe it's a change of that, uh, character right so thought it was that, really saw good
0: seth rollins pick up the victory over matt riddle
2: talk about singing along to the theme song uh
0: matt riddle had patrick star gear which i thought was funny
2: yeah and, and then seth, seth rollins, rollins had elton john gear
0: well i don't know if i can say it was elton john gear or rocket man inspired gear instead what's the because difference i don't think i don't because that's the outfit basically from the movie rocket man That was a movie? What? Yeah. Oh. It was a a biopic on uh, Elton John. And I don't know if Elton John ever actually wore that outfit.
2: What do you mean? There's a picture of him in a similar outfit. No. What do you mean no?
0: There's pictures. Every picture that you see of that outfit is from the movie Rocket Man. Mm Mm-hmm. There's nothing that says that outfit was worn by Elton John. Mm -hmm. So I think from the movie, all those outfits were inspired by. Like, obviously, they have the the Dodger outfit that he wore. And, like, that you can correlate with an outfit that Elton John wore. Yeah. But as far as, like, the actual poster of Rocketman, the one that Seth Rollins wore, I don't think Elton John... Or that
2: mm-hmm. or not
0: poster but like the the from the scene yeah i don't think there's any pictures of elton john wearing some sort of devil outfit like that specifically mm-hmm. like that yeah but I, I still thought it was cool oh yeah for sure uh i don't think riddle should have come out on a scooter though really because he was supposed to be beyond pissed off at seth rollins Oh, I see. Brought up his kids, not having his wife and kids anymore. Yeah,
2: yeah. So you you were hoping that he was more.
0: Hey, bro, scooting along to the ring. I don't think that should have happened.
2: I gotcha. I gotcha. I I could uh, understand. Oh yeah, this match was incredible. I I thought that this match was so much
0: fun, um, and this was just great wrestling. I liked when Riddle reversed the Falcon Arrow off the Superplex. And hit Rollins with the Fisherman Buster because Seth would obviously normal normally follow up the Superplex with the Falcon Arrow. We saw Seth Rollins use the um, what does he call it? I'm mm. gonna blank on the name. Describe what's, what's the the neutralizer? The is it the Bro Derek?
2: Oh, the yeah the Bo Derek.
0: No, no it's the Bro, Bro Derek. Derek, Bro Derek, Bro Derek. He yeah. used Orton's Hangman DDT. Yep. And we saw him tease for an RKO, but Matt Riddle countered it into a rear naked choke. And that was and then, a cool
2: that was a cool reversal too.
0: Yeah, and then Riddle went to go use a chair, and Seth Rollins got out of the way for it, hits him with a stomp, and as he gets back into the ring, Seth gets one from the, the middle rope. Yeah. Picks up the victory. And then Riddle on Monday Night Raw, we, we find out footage from after the match, whatever. Riddle wants a rematch, and Seth is like, I'm moving on. So what happens with that? I have absolutely no idea. No I'm clue. surprised Riddle didn't win this match.
2: I yeah. I mean, but Rollins finally gets a pay per view victory. You know. But now on to the main event of the evening, championship on the line. Roman Reigns picked up the victory against Drew McIntyre, successfully defending Universal Championship. Um,
0: this match was really good. Carrying Cross and Scarlet were ringside. Yeah, the entire time. They used Broken Dreams for a video package that aired before Drew McIntyre's entrance, and he which came also, out.
2: Which also broke a little bit of your dreams. Yeah, well,
0: <laughs> I'm fine I mean, with are not You're not, not, a, you're not alone,
2: too. Though. I mean, there were so many people that were hoping that that was actually going to be his. I am uh, fine
0: with them not using that, though. Yeah. I, I still think Drew McIntyre had one of his best entrances at TakeOver. Mm-hmm. In Brooklyn when he had the pipe The New York uh, I think it was the NYPD pipes band or something mm-hmm. But McIntyre obviously beyond over in the UK Oh yeah And I spoke about that big fight feeling With Sheamus and and Gunter This felt even more like that They, they mentioned The Usos and Sami Zayn weren't medically Cleared after what happened on Smackdown So As far as we Assumed it was one on one Mid-match, we got a promo kind of from Roman demanding Cardiff acknowledge him, and he gets hit with a Claymore. They continue. Roman Reigns goes for a Superman punch, and Drew McIntyre reverses it with that the Future Shock DDT. Goes for another Claymore, and Roman Reigns ducks that, hits a Superman punch. I thought that was a fantastic spot.
2: This, I, I think that this entire ending was just... The last five minutes of this match was really so incredible. Not even the last five
0: minutes, though. Like, every piece of this. Roman Reigns, he hit Drew McIntyre with the spear. Drew kicks out, and then spears Roman through the barricade. Yeah. He goes for another Claymore. He gets hit with another spear. And then Reigns argued with the referee, and Drew McIntyre accidentally smashes into the referee. Theory runs down to cash in, and I'm like... Oh yes, this is happening. <laughs> Youngest <laughs> WWE champion in the history. And, bo- and bo- when who he, he when he goes ring
2: Tyson both Fury. Bo- <laughs> both wrestlers are totally knocked out right now. When Theory comes out, so it yeah. could happen.
0: And he runs down to cash in. Tyson Fury pops him in the jaw. He gets knocked out. Drew McIntyre hits another Claymore, and Roman Reigns kicks out. Another Superman punch. We get a Glasgow kiss. Um. And then he ducks a Superman punch, hits a a Claymore, and then you think it's going to be a three-count. Solo Sokoa shows up, pulls the referee out of the ring before a three-count. Which I'm going to say, you brought up last week. And then Roman Reigns hit the spear and picked up the victory. You did bring up
2: uh, Sokoa last week on the show about his potential involvement, seeing that – I don't know if you were texting me that. You said it on the show, no? I don't remember. All right, so then – yeah – At some point, either it was on the show or off the show, but you said that a wrestler that you haven't – oh, I think you texted it. But we were talking about what could potentially happen, and you said a wrestler that hasn't been around in a while that could make uh, interference was Sokoa. Mm. And so you definitely called that, and that was awesome, the
0: ending. So Roman Reigns wins again and, and crushes everybody's UK dreams of Drew McIntyre celebrating in front of that crowd. He leaves and then Tyson Fury gets in the ring or he stays there. Actually Tyson Fury gets in the ring. They have a stare down, I guess. I don't know if it was like to show respect or maybe that's like the match yeah. that's going to happen at it, crown jewel or what? I have no idea.
2: Could have been, I mean, but then Fury shakes Roman Reigns, his hand and, Roman Reigns leaves, and then I, for a moment I'm like, "Is Tyson Fury going to knock out Drew McIntyre?" Because I thought that he, too. Like I'm like, maybe because he didn't win, like so he's a loser in front of them, and he lost the championship. So I thought that maybe he was going to knock out Drew McIntyre, but he picks him up, and they start to have a sing along, just as if it was a Tyson post
0: Tyson Fury fight. I had no idea that was a thing that Tyson Fury does. I kind of feel like nobody else on Twitter knew that either. Really? I mean, everybody's like, what the hell is going on right now? Once, once he got the mic, I
2: and he's just like, I know what we need. I was just like, he's going to sing. And
0: then he's, yeah, after every single fight, he always sings that song. I didn't think ever in the history of professional wrestling that I would ever have Don McLean associated with WWE here. <laughs> but Drew McIntyre goes in, sings another song. Maybe he doesn't know American Pie. Uh, and then he tried Sweet Caroline, but he didn't know. Uh, no, nobody, nobody was singing that. He sang a different song, though. I don't know what the yeah, other song was.
2: I, I'm not too sure. But he even said on the mic, he's like, I don't even know if we're still re- rolling right now. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like this moment... Um, was a really nice feel-good moment for Drew McIntyre. Okay, he didn't win. I thought it was a very super weird ending, though. It, It was, but they gave him so much time afterward to kind of just be Drew McIntyre in front of the crowd and take it in a little bit longer. I feel like if he wasn't going to win it, this was beautiful. I thought that the way that they let him stay in the ring for an extra probably three minutes or longer... Just to be with the crowd, that was nine hours. Yeah, it probably was longer, <laughs> but just to be with the crowd, having them chanted, even having them sing with him and Tyson Fury, and just have fun and take it all in. I feel like that was just a real feel good moment for Drew McIntyre because, I mean, the most toughest thing that I could probably imagine for a pro wrestler, is, I mean, for is that to be the champion you know because we've heard it so many times from many other people that that's the person that sets the trend for everybody else that their paychecks depend upon you you know and uh, you're the person that helps bring food to their plates because uh, all you're you are the the needle mover you know so during the covid era you had drew mcintyre as that champion and he of course never got that large crowd reaction he did after that but not to the same hometown crowd like this. And so based off of that, and I think as a kind of respect for what he did do during that era, um, I thought that this was really awesome.
0: Well, that was Clash at the Castle. Triple H said that he doesn't specifically know if they'll do another Clash at the Castle or perhaps a a potential Clash at a such-and-such place where they can replace that and have it, it like as a, a different city or a different, uh, country, mm-hmm. maybe one that's not associated with castle. So they wouldn't do clash at the castle they do clash at blank blank. Yeah. Uh, but I thought it was a, overall a very good pay-per-view PLE. Um, but Sunday we had worlds collide NXT versus NXT UK. Kicked off with uh, not an NXT UK match. It kicked off Carmelo Hayes defending the North American Championship against Ricochet. Picks up the victory. They, I think, really killed it. 100%. The crowd was so hyped during this. I thought that spot where they both did the springboards and collided into each other midair. Yeah. I thought that was cool. Trick Williams got involved a few times, but overall, I thought they they put on a, a very solid match here.
2: Yeah, I totally agree with you. I thought this was a solid match and a great opener.
0: Yeah. Uh, Uh, They showed footage of the parking lot, I guess. Roderick Strong was taken out. He was all bloodied. And then that leads us into pretty deadly. Picking up the victory over Briggs and Jensen, Gallus, and Diamond Mine in a fatal four-way elimination match to become the new Tag Team Champions it opened with a brawl. Lash Legend got involved. Fallon, Fallon Henley got involved. It was a very, very chaotic match. I think the ref was trying his damnedest to get the control of it, but it was very, very
2: chaotic. Yeah, this was all over the place at times. I mean, so something that I personally didn't like was um, one of the guys from Diamond Mine. Uh, he took down his singlet. And then he put back up his singlet. No. And then he took down his singlet Never again. Never
0: happened. There's no way.
2: Yeah, it did happen. It did happen. He took down his singlet. Uh, who? What's his name? Julius? Yeah, Julius. So he took down his singlet, and then he did the move or whatever, or it got stopped. I forgot what how it went down. But then he goes back into the corner, and he puts back up the singlet, and then he proceeds to put it back down. It was just a weird... Little, uh, moment, weird, real, 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 little moment, but Hey, pretty deadly picked up the victory. I'm really happy that they won. Um,
0: Briggs and Jensen got eliminated first. Gallus mm-hmm. was my pick to win. They were shockingly next. eliminated next. And then I liked commentary, bringing up that pretty deadly were the ones that trashed diamond mines, gym. So it came down to diamond mine. It came down to pretty deadly. The eliminated teams at one point brawl back out, and the referee, you hated the spot. It happens to get the angle of the pin, goes out of the ring to pin, to to (sighs) count the pin, and gets bumped by the brawl from the eliminated teams, from Gallus and Briggs and Jensen.
2: He only went out there to get that bump.
0: Obviously, kayfabe-wise, but like...
2: And in that's ring so...
0: wise position. There was literally no other spot for him to be in, except for that to count the pinfall. You'd be an idiot to do that. He could have counted. No, in the ring. no. Literally, there was no other spot. We'll find a spot. But during that, when the ref gets bumped, Damon Kemp hits a, a spear to stop a chair from being used, and then picks up the chair, and it looks like he's gonna be uh like helping out Diamond Mine. Cracks Julius with the chair and takes him out. Helps the referee back into the ring. Boom. He took Roddy out.
2: Yeah. That
0: was pretty crazy. I agree. Backstage, Tony D'Angelo spoke with Stax. And he's like, it's good that we got rid of Legato. And then Cameron Grimes walked by. He goes, you got rid of Legato? (laughs) Yeah. Which I thought was funny, but he he has he's like he wants nothing to do with Tony D'Angelo, so he ends up leaving. Later on, we saw the dyad speak with Grayson Waller. He leaves them alone. Someone in the background takes a button while Grayson Waller was interviewed about Apollo Cruz. And Waller's like, My mom is disappointed in 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 him, in me. I don't care. So I guess Grayson Waller now has heat with his own mother for what he did to Apollo Cruz. Uh, it sounds like it to me. Next match, though, we saw Mandy Rose pick up the victory over Mako Satamora and Blair Davenport to become the unified NXT champion, women's champion. Uh, man, this was a, a very hard match to call. And I said it last week I did not want to see Mandy Rose lose, I did not want to see Mako Satamora lose. I definitely didn't want to see Blair Davenport win, so... <laughs> but I thought the um, ending of this match was very, 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 very well done.
2: Yeah, I thought that this was really awesome. I did not really expect Mandy to win this. I thought Mako was going to, but I
0: thought that this was really awesome. Yeah, you know? Mandy Mandy went for her knee, but Blair Davenport rolls her up. And during the pin, Mako hits her finisher. And... Goes to to pick up the victory there, boom! Manny hits both them with the knee to pick up yeah. the victory. Yeah, very totally well done. Out Andy. of
2: nowhere, out of nowhere. After uh, that, next
0: Katana Chance and Caden Carter picked up the victory over Dewdrop and Nikki Ash to retain the NXT Women's Tag Team Championships. This
2: match was a nice little uh, match before the main event. I thought Dewdrop and Nikki
0: did so well in this match. Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, we put over every single time the, the tag moves that Caden and Carter and, and Katana Chance do. But we got some tag moves from Nikki A.S.H. and Doudrop. Mm-hmm. And then Toxic Attraction ran down during this, and Nikki takes them out, but that caused a distraction leading to the end of the match.
2: Yeah, Chance and Carter walking out as champions.
0: But you we'll know. put a pin in that.
2: Yeah. Next up for the main event of the evening, Braun Breaker picked up the victory over Tyler Bate to become the unified NXT
0: champion. For Tyler Bate's entrance, he walked past video footage of himself winning the title in 2017 and then Pete Dunne winning the championship and then Walter and then Ilya Dragunov and then finally himself winning it again. So it was like a nice... Video, I don't know if you would call it a video package, maybe not, like a highlight reel of sorts to remind yeah. him what's like, it's just us. It's literally one, two, three, four people who have been the champion. Five reigns. Yeah. But uh Tyler Bate was very over in this match. I thought the match itself was great. Fans oh, yeah. went I... nuts when Braun kicked out of the, the Tyler Driver 97. And
2: that that move was done so well too.
0: And then Braun at one point goes for a spear and Tyler Bate knees him in the face. And fans went nuts.
2: There's nothing not to like about this match. And the more that I watch Braun Breaker, the more I
0: am becoming a big fan of his too. And uh, yeah, he ends it. It was the uh, uh, rebound lariat that Tyler Bate was going for. And he catches him midair with the spear. Yep. And then Tyler Bate handed him both the championships to, to end the World's Collide and they hugged. Yeah. I think yeah. Braun, we said it the other the other time there was a title match, or I said it at least, that I need to see matches against like Shelton Benjamin, somebody like that, or like I, I know I said Ultimo Dragon. I know I also said like in a perfect world would be Goldberg. Mm-hmm. But I think this very much so helped. In this title reign for Braun Breaker.
2: I agree. I agree. I think that this was a great uh, match for Braun Breaker too, you know. But that was the weekend. Now we go into the week itself. Let's talk about some pro wrestling continuation with Monday Night
0: Raw. Monday Night Nitro. Edge opens the show. Obviously addresses Dominic and brought up how he knew him since he was a kid and how he always felt like an uncle to Dominic and how he would stay by the Mysterios if he was in town this and that childhood etc and he came to help Rey Mysterio because he felt like the judgment day was his fault and then he called Dominic out and it was Rey Mysterio came out instead I mean but he's not wrong about that No, and Rey (laughs) Mysterio was like please don't do this and Edge calls him out again, and instead, Rhea Ripley came out. And she's like, oh, I made him a man. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah, I... Rey Mysterio left Edge all alone. The no. Judgment Day jumped him. And I, I'm just going to say, a lot of people were pointing out how, I guess, continue with it. Um, The Judgment Day jump Edge, and he starts to fight them off, but Dominic jumps in. Rey Mysterio tries to get back into the ring to, to go help Edge, and Dominic stops it. And then Rhea Ripley decks Rey Mysterio.
2: Yeah. You know, and there's that, that image about how Eddie Guerrero was with China, and now you have. I don't see that. Dominic really... with Rhea Ripley. Could be. I don't be. know. But, he's you know, taller than Rhea Ripley. I know. But even still. It's very interesting uh, with how this is unfolding, and I'm a big fan. This is something that I've wanted to see for a very long time, so I think that this is awesome. Uh,
0: After that, we saw the Street Profits versus the New Day versus Los Lotharios versus Alpha Academy for the number one contendership, which ends in a no contest, which we'll discuss in a moment. But Mm -hmm. from the start of this, I thought New Day being in this didn't really make sense because... They got their asses kicked on SmackDown in a Viking Rules match. And at the thought at the at the start of this, I thought it was dumb that the Viking Raiders were not mentioned, were not in this at all. Yeah. But I'll get back to that. <laughs> yeah. At one point, Angel Garza tags in Kofi Kingston, so it was Kofi and Xavier Woods as the legal competitors in the ring, which I didn't think made sense. And then somebody pointed out New Age Outlaws did that apparently, and won their match like that. Huh. So, it made for a fun spot, I will say that. I still don't really understand how two legal, uh, two tag members could be against each other in the same match. Yeah. Um, but the match itself, I thought was going pretty good. I liked the moonsault from Umberto Carrillo that Montez Ford got his feet up with, and uh, it made him pop up for Gable's arms for a, a German suplex. We saw Chad Gable have Montez Ford at the end of the match, locked in an ankle lock. And then all of a sudden, braun That was Voice a good crack. impression of it. Wow. no, It wasn't. Braun Strowman <laughs> showed up, ran through absolutely everyone.
2: Yeah. He ran house. He even, he, he <laughs> took out, that. he took out Gable. know. And, um...
0: and then later on, Braun Strowman said that nobody's safe and he'll be on SmackDown. Which is a mystery for us.
2: I'm just gonna say that. I mean, during he, he it's debatable that he tripped. He, it's debatable, but me and Brandon like to see it as he just really took out Gable even harder than he should have. Yeah. Um. You know, we like we like to think about the bright side of things. But he's so back.
0: Braun Strowman's back. Uh, I thought that was a really. It was unexpected. We we went into this Monday Night Raw knowing via the sites that that Braun Strowman's back. Yeah,
2: but this I didn't expect him to come out at this point though. No, you
0: know, and everyone's but, like, "Oh, why are SmackDown teams on Monday Night Raw?" And it's like it's the tag team championships, and literally both of the titles are held by the Usos. Mm-hmm. SmackDown superstars—they they have the Raw titles too.
2: Yeah. I what know. do you want them to do? I know. But next up, you had Raquel Rodriguez and Aliyah. Pick up the victory over Nikki A.S.H. and
0: dewdrop. Um This match was good. You know? yeah, I thought it was decent. I thought it was a pretty crazy Tejana bomb from Raquel uh, Rodriguez to end the match. Mm-hmm. Bigger stuff, perhaps. Maybe backstage later on, we saw Nikki A.S.H. take her mask off and throw in a Drop.
2: Yeah, they were having a pretty heated argument backstage.
0: Yeah, while uh, Damage Control was walking to the ring, so... I thought maybe that was the end of them, but uh, yeah, another pin. Also, with back back a segment, I'm glad the Viking Raiders were not part of that segment, given Braun Strowman's return. That is true, because me and you, at, <laughs> that's very true, because at the
2: time, me and you were saying that Viking Raiders should definitely be in this, uh, because we were looking at it, and we were like, I mean, I texted you, and you're like, why does this not fit for you, or whatever you said? I'm like, well, Viking Raiders aren't in there. They just had... This entire big match with New Day, they had the, you know, it only made sense for Viking readers to be there, but now it made sense why they weren't.
0: Also, if you have not watched that Viking Rules match, I would highly suggest it. That match was that match was, it was really was really, a lot really of fun. fun. Yeah. Uh, after that, we saw Austin Theory, uh, perhaps maybe all Loopy saying the the wrong names of events and stuff. I thought Man. that was the best way you could play it off. Is I I got knocked out by Tyson Fury. I thought that was perfect. Yeah, I thought that that was very clever, too. But Kevin Owens came out and made fun of him for getting KO'd, which was clever, funny. Only brings up uh, memories of Cassius Ohno, though. Oh, I thought Kenny was Omega. The... No, well, Cassius Ohno was the, the knockout artist or whatever. Yeah. When but Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens was like, there have been some arrogant and delusional people in WWE's past. Which hey, maybe or may not, I don't know. I have no idea if that was like a, a slight jab or what. Could have been. Apparently KO and CM Punk don't see eye to eye. Well, I mean, his buddies are the Young Bucks and... Yeah, with everything that we'll talk about I at mean, some point. We, when that whole thing came out, Kevin Owens posted a photograph for the main event to WrestleMania, which is CM Punk's dream match. Yeah. Uh, but Austin Theory, he called him uh, arrogant and delusional. And then brought up that uh, Fury did Austin Theory a favor because Roman or Drew would have stopped the cash-in. Yeah. And then Kevin Owens brought up Jay Uso and, and um, Paul Heyman costing him the championship again. And also said that if he was in that Money in the Bank ladder match, it would have been him who had the title. I mean, the, the briefcase. Mm-hmm. And then Kevin Owens kind of breaks the fourth wall like it was a video game or an episode of uh, Fuller House, perhaps, mm-hmm. <laughs> and goes, listen, we already know it's to come. A referee, someone's going to say something about a referee coming out, and then the referee is going to start the match. And then out came a referee, out started a match. Kevin Owens picks up the victory over Austin Theory. Kevin Owens controlled a majority of this. I did think that head smash into the steps by Austin Theory looked absolutely nasty.
2: Oh, that was a rough one, too. Yeah, but Theory
0: eventually got hit with that pop-up powerbomb and a stunner. Yeah, and that was was it, you know? And then later on, Johnny Gargano was interviewed about Austin Theory. Theory interrupted, and Gargano's like, you know what? I'm returning to in-ring action next week. Who he's going to be facing? Maybe it's Austin Theory, maybe it's not. Maybe Theory gets involved in that match. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. Who, who do we see Johnny Gargano facing?
2: Oh, I gave you my entire lineup.
0: Chad that Gable would, would be a great opponent.
2: That'd be cool. I mean, I think that Gargano versus Rollins would be fantastic. But I don't see
0: that happening. Mm-hmm. It's got to be somebody on the lower mid. The lower mid. Um, but after that, we saw damage control come out. And they brought up that Dakota Kai was not the legal person. So next week, they want the titles. They want a, a rematch. Bailey brought up how she pinned Bianca Belair, something that nobody's done, like I said before, since uh, uh, November 2021. Then Bianca Belair came out and brought up how she's still champion. They end up surrounding her, but walked off. And Bailey's like, I'll get that title one way or another. So
2: now yeah, we'll have to see uh, how that ends up going
0: earlier in you the know. night. Rey Mysterio issued an open challenge to the judgment day one-on-one. It was Damien Priest who accepted and picked up the victory over Rey Mysterio. We did see the judgment day eventually make their way out, which distracted Rey. I thought it was going to be over a lot sooner than it was especially after the judgment day came out. Mhm. But Ray eventually went for that 619 and it was Dominic who stopped it. And Rhea Ripley on behalf of Dominic I guess laid out a challenge to Edge for next week. So next week we're going to see Edge versus Dominic.
2: Yeah, and you got to I guess assume that Rhea Ripley is going to be having her presence felt in there. You know, or she's going to let Dominic just get beaten up. Kind of like to as a, a lesson, you know.
0: Edge and she... Beth versus uh,
2: Dominic and Rhea Ripley. That could be overtime. I mean, he did have that stare down with Beth Phoenix and Rhea Ripley, hmm. previously, so could happen, could happen. But, yeah, um, what else do we got? We got the main, <laughs> the main event, event of the evening. Yeah. Bobby Lashley picked up a victory over The Miz in the steel cage to retain the championship. Um, the U.S. This...
0: championship defended in the main event.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, last week we had a women's championship defended in the main event. This week we got the U.S. championship defended in
0: a main event. Um, they did attack Bobby Lashley, him and Champa before the match, which injured his left arm. Which Miz worked on during the match, and uh, I thought Miz got some good offense in this match. Miz and Champa at one point smashed Bobby Lashley in the door, and when Miz went to climb out, so close. Loomis shows up, and they got like a, a camera angle that we've never seen before, dude. That <laughs> that camera angle that was incredible. So Miz ends up climbing back in. He ate a spear, loses the match, and Loomis starts climbing the cage. Miz tries to get out, but Lashley closed the door. And then yeah. Loomis gets in the ring. He locked Miz in the silence, and, and that ends Monday Night Raw.
2: Yeah, then apparently once Raw went off, the, the cage rose up, and Loomis took the, the limp body of the Miz, flung him over his shoulder, and carried him off. So I guess Loomis has The Miz again?
0: Interesting.
2: Yeah, very interesting. Um, so let's move on to NXT. Uh, NXT kicking off with Tyler Bate in the ring, speaking about his uh, recent
0: match with Braun Breaker. Yeah, thanking the fans, thanking Braun Breaker, saying he hopes he represented the UK well. Yeah, and then well, Gallus came out, and he's like, Brother, they're like, brother, you lost. You let the UK down. And then the fans, I thought it was really funny. They're like, you lost too. Yeah. Which Tyler Bate brought up. And then they end up attacking Tyler Bate. And Brom Breaker made the save and laid out a challenge to Gallus. That sets up the main event. I thought it was a good opening segment. Oh, yeah. And and it set up the main
2: event either. Uh, either? Neither? Either? So.
0: Probably pretty deadly. We saw backstage where lash legend interrupted and said that people are saying that the only reason why they won the ta- the tag team championships was because Damon Kemp got involved and they got pissed off. Later on, we see them, uh, run into Tony D'Angelo and he's like, how much did you, how much did it cost for Damon to screw over diamond? Mike like that. And I thought that <laughs> was funny. And then, uh, that, that pissed them off. They left. And then we saw later on Cameron Grimes walk past Tony, D'Angelo, and Stax. And Grimes is like, brother, the answer's still no. I don't need anyone. And D'Angelo's like, the last two guys who, who said no got ran out of NXT. And then Cameron Grimes throws an espresso at Stax. And then they beat him down. So I don't know. Maybe he will end up joining the dyad or something.
2: Uh, I don't think about that one. I can't see him joining the Dyad.
0: Well, first, or Schism as a whole, perhaps, I don't know.
2: Mm.
0: Somebody, I mean, Joe Gacy's been trying to get him to join. Tony D'Angelo maybe kind of got him to join, tried to get him to join them. Uh Uh-huh. Who's he going to end up joining? No one. First match, we saw Nikki A.S.H. and Drop pick up the victory over Toxic Attraction. Very, very surprised that Toxic Attraction lost this. Especially, we just saw Nikki pissed off; she threw her mask at Dewdrop. I'm still confused about their injury. (laughs) I'm who's Toxic Attraction?
2: Yeah, yeah. I don't Uh, know. Yeah, but it was nice to
0: see Dewdrop and Nikki Ash on NXT Uh,
2: for sure. I mean, and it stinks that Toxic Attraction. Didn't get the victory, but i based off of that. I hope Nikki A.S.H. and Drop do do a little bit more on NXT. I think that would be good. But next up, you had JD McDonough pick up the victory over Wes Lee. Uh, JD, really uh, JD McDonough, huh? Really good match. Yeah, really good match. And I think that it was necessary for McDonough to get this victory, too.
0: I do feel like both of them needed a win here, but JD definitely needed the victory. Yeah, I, I guess
2: Wesley did too, but I, but McDonough, one hundred percent, especially after everything
0: the past few weeks with Bron Breaker, definitely needed the victory more. After that, we saw Mako Sanamora pick up the victory over Roxanne Perez, which this match came about after Worlds Collide backstage. Perez had asked Mako for a match, and we found out that on NXT, Cora Jade also had asked Mako for a match, and she's like, "I can't," and core jade's like oh i get it you're, you're afraid of me blah 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 and she goes no it's because i already have a match with roxanne perez very enjoyable match i hope mako sticks around i want more matches like this on television
2: yeah i mean i want to see her uh in action more and i think that mako is very important to keep around as a coach um but in the sense that she's like an an in-ring active coach, you know? Right. Where she's facing off against... Yeah, you can coach... I'm sure that they're picking the brain of Mako right and left. But to actually put on matches with her and learn about the ring psychology of it and this and that, I think that it's so beneficial. It's, it's as if they had uh, Sarah Del Rey on the active roster right now. Right, yeah. You know, but Mako Satomura... Being on the active roster, I think she's so beneficial to have an NXT. And
0: yeah, I agree. I hope that they keep her around. In the match, I would have thought that it was uh Cora Jade coming out to like maybe cost Roxanne Perez the match, but it didn't happen. And I, in like hindsight, looking back at it, I liked it more that it didn't happen because we get a clean victory for Mako. Yeah. And it's like a clean loss for Roxanne. Yeah. yeah. And Cora Jade was still able to do it afterwards. She came out, smacked Roxanne Perez with that kendo stick.
2: Yeah. And kind of got chased off after, you know? Yeah. But next up, you had Damon Kemp. Uh, There was a little hype video, pretty much, of him and his history uh, with Diamond Mind,
0: but also University of Minnesota. Yeah, he spoke about how the Creeds became one of the most dominant teams in NXT, and he got nothing. He brought up how in college he he beat Brutus and he stirred the pot within Diamond Mine. And he's, he destroyed Roderick Strong at Worlds Collide and gave the Creed's one last chance to accept him. And, and they still wanted nothing to do with him. They wanted to do it by themselves, yeah, which I think is understandable.
2: To continue to study and stuff like that.
0: Later on, Diamond Mine was fired up about Damon Kemp. And the Creeds, they're like, we have a championship match against Pretty Deadly next week. And Pretty Deadly interrupts. They're like, we're going to retain those titles. We deserve those titles. And Brutus is like, everything that he has built up is going to go towards next week. Yeah. Did I say Damon? Or did I say Brutus? I think you saw uh, Brutus Brutus. Everything Brutus has built up against Damon Kemp is going to go towards pretty deadly next week. Yeah. Backstage. We saw the dyad trying to recruit Kiana James, who like almost instantly threw the button away. (laughs) And we saw Ariana grace back there and they both have these planners. They're both like scheduling each other on each other's planner. And basically Kiana asked, um, Ariana Grace to tag with her against Lions and Stark.
2: Very uh, Stacy Keebler vibes.
0: Um uh, maybe a little bit.
2: A little bit. Clipboard, Giant yeah. Calendar, perhaps. Yeah. You know, uh, we next saw... up you had Ricochet pick up the victory over Trick Williams. Um this was a, a fast pace paced match, you know, expected between Ricochet and whoever his opponent is. Yeah. Carmelo um, Hayes was
0: on commentary. I thought it was a nice match. Yeah, a good follow up after the Carmelo Hayes stuff. Trick, I think, controlled most of it. Um, and Ricochet, yeah. he took a lot of time to hit that Shooting Star Press. Like, he was connected, staring down Carmelo Hayes while still hitting the Shooting Star Press. Yeah. Later on, Carmelo Hayes found out that he has a championship match next week. We don't know who it's going to be against. I know
2: there's voting for it. Yeah, we'll find out. But next up, you had Axiom pick up the victory over Nathan Fraser. Um, Nathan Fraser, I think he's going to have a great future and everything. And this match with Axiom, I thought it
0: was awesome. This match was supposed to be at Worlds Collide, and I could swear it was supposed to be two out of three falls. Uh huh. Now it's the best of three series. So this was match one of three. They didn't. If get it both. goes to three, I guess. But I'm really happy that this match got time and that we're seeing more of them. Axiom and Nathan Fraser.
2: Yeah, yeah. I thought it was
0: a great match.
2: I totally agree with you. Uh,
0: We saw security talking backstage about Gallus and Javier Burnell showed up to trash talk them, specifically to Hank, who we saw him involved with a few weeks ago. And it sets up a match... With Javier Burnell versus Hank, the security guard, for next week. And we've seen Hank on Level Up, if you if you tune in to Level Up, so he is wrestling. So that should be something interesting to tune in for. But the main event saw Tyler Bate and Braun Breaker pick up the victory over Gallus. Uh, Wolfgang helped out behind the referee's back, which definitely helped Gallus take over for a bit. And he tried to get involved later on. But Tyler Bate stopped it. Brom Breaker took... Uh, I almost said Samoa Joe out. <laughs> he took uh, Joe Coffey out with the spear and Tyler Bate ends up winning the match with the Tyler Driver 97. And I, I think it's so crazy to, to see the way that Brom Breaker wrestles, the way that he does. Because he does like high flying moves but he also does big guy moves where Mm -hmm. it's like i can't really pinpoint to compare him to somebody like Uh, maybe brock lesnar but not really brock lesnar because brock you're not catching we saw one shooting star press in his whole career on tv yeah Braun breaker's doing standing moonsaults and stuff dude he's got one hell of a future and then they're celebrating their victory and JD McDonough comes out, attacks Tyler Bate afterwards. So all in all, this was a very NXT UK heavy episode. It was. I thought it was great. And next week's episode is the one year anniversary of NXT 2.0, which is crazy that it's already been one year. Wow. And like I said before, fans get to pick matches and stipulations. I know uh, the Creed's versus Pretty Deadly. The the match that's winning right now is a steel cage match. Mm -hmm. So I'm pretty sure we're going to see that next week. But that's NXT. There's obviously, unfortunately, no more NXT UK. And we're not covering SmackDown this week because I'll be away. But before we move over to AEW and bring on Chris... I wanted to thank Dave Wills for the awesome bumper that we played at the very beginning of the show. It's like uh, one of my favorite bumpers that we we have.
2: I agree. Now, it's it's totally incredible. It's it's exactly what you were hoping it would be.
0: Yeah, and you could check him out on September 24th in Taylor's, South Carolina at Combat Pro Wrestling's Septemberall. Uh, it's a benefit show for the Eastside High Weightlifting Department. And he's going to be managing Barbarian in a match against Randy Wayne. And he'll be managing Chris Hamrick and Neil Koloff as they face off against Charlie Haas and AEW's Griff Garrison with Arn Anderson in their corner. Wow. And uh, he also may or may not be wrestling. He uh, he says he won't be because he's only a manager. Yeah. Yeah. But I believe there is a challenge out there for this show. So on September 24th, if you're in Taylor's, South Carolina, check that show out.
2: Yeah, that sounds like an incredible event that you will not want to miss out. I know that we, being on Long Island, wish we were down there to attend. But, you know, you do not want to miss that out.
0: And uh, now we're going to kick it over to Chris so he could explain everything that took place this week. Oh, yes. Please, Chris,
2: explain.
0: Please. <laughs> A-W, and uh, we'll be right back here on Marking Out.
1: This is Shane Hurricane Helms, and you're listening to Marking Out. And if not, what's up with that? Back here on Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by pro wrestling fans, it is Chris. And I am with you for the second half of the show by myself. Um, I was going to get good friend Sal. I think on the podcast, maybe for the first time ever to talk about All Out, but unfortunately due to scheduling conflicts, it couldn't happen, but we'll get Sal, my pal, my favorite opponent in the backyard wrestling uh, universe, that's in WCW, that's in BCW, that's in EBW, um, to come on here, I was, we we're going to talk about All Out, because him and uh, and Dave came over to my house on Sunday, and we had some burgers uh, we had some food, we watched some wrestling, and it was a fun day, but we're going to backtrack a little bit, because we got to go back to Rampage. We're going to quickly cover Rampage here really quickly. Uh, you start off the show, which what I thought should have been, the Brandon says every week, oh, this match should have been the uh, main event, and this should have been the main event, as it was the Rampage finals for the Trios tournament, and uh, Alex Reynolds, John Silver, and Hangman Page defeat the best friends. I'm not happy about this. I wasn't happy about this, but... In the the story that they were trying to tell about the trios tournament, it had to happen. So um, John Silver gets a, a roll up on Chuck Taylor to get the win. I thought this match was fun, and these trios matches were fun. So going into All Out, it was set up Dark Order and Hangman Page versus the Elite. Uh, next up match after this, you have Ray Phoenix facing off against Blake Christian Blake, Blake Christian, and essentially just squashing him. It was just a way to kind of hype him up going into that Casino A Battle Royal match that was at All Out on Sunday. Uh, Hook confronts Angelo Parker, and you know they just you know kind of get into each other, staring off against their their match they had at the zero hour. Uh, I really don't want to talk about this, but it set up a match. Uh, you had Ruby Soho and Ortiz pick up a surprising victory over Sammy Guevara and Tay Mello, the Triple World Mixed Tag Team Champions. Uh, and then after the match, Ruby pointed to the mixed tag team titles, which set up a match again at the zero hour mixed tag match for the AAA world mixed tag team champions. Um, and you you have you have stuff to set up all out here because that's essentially what this was. It was the last event before all out. It's a way to hype up the pay-per-view. You know, you had ahead of their match of all out, you have uh, the champs swerving in the glory and the challengers, the acclaim said, you know, Keith Lee says no more raps you're going to prove yourself in 48 hours. You have the, essentially that trios match that, that wasn't for the trios tag team championship. All those guys come out. You have Dax, Wardlow, you know uh, Cash Wheeler. You have Jay Lethal, Sopnam Singh, Sanjay Dutt, the Motor City Machine Guns. Just kind of going back and forth, hyping that match up. And uh, your main event, which shouldn't have been the main event in my opinion, but that's just me being the, the, the opinionated wrestling fan. You have Ricky Starks pick up a victory over QT Marshall, Uh, You know, since uh, to the disillusion of Team Taz, you've seen Ricky Starks kind of feuding with the Factory. And I guess this is the payoff right here is uh, Starks hits uh, QT with a spear and the Rochambeau and uh, picks up the victory. But Powerhouse Hobbs uh, comes out and they don't wait till Sunday. And it's a big brawl. They have to get separated. And that's Rampage for you. super quick because there's a lot to outside of the perfect outside of what happened in the ring there's a lot to talk about with AEW um and if you have not been living under a rock you know but let's talk about it there WrestleMania all out happened this past Sunday we watched it in my backyard it was funny you had the zero hour to start off the show and it started off crazy because you have your world mixed tag team champion uh chip match happen but like it starts off with RJ's RJ City's fantastic red carpet. If you were paying attention during the day on Sunday, he had some really uh, great uh, people on his red carpet. And he had Tay Melo and Sammy Guevara, who then get confronted by Ortiz and Ruby Soho. They redo the golf cart spot with Sammy getting hit. I uh, got to give a huge shout out to Ruby and Ortiz doing the uh, bull Nakano and uh, Aja Kong face paint for this, which was fun. Um, it was predictable that Sammy and Tay picked up the victory but I feel really bad for Ruby Soho in this match cuz she got like they had that stupid Alabama like slam spot where Tay went to go for the the side kick and Ruby got dumped right on her head uh, and then at the end of the match uh, Tay Melo hit a TKO which you saw immediately at, at she get she got pinned and then people just rushed to get her out of there cuz you probably broke her nose which is uh, unfortunate um FTW Championship. Hook defended successfully against cool hand Angelo Parker. Um, you saw Axon Bronson at ringside, which was very, very cool. Uh, a little bit of a longer match for Hook, which I, I liked. And he uh, picked up the victory after the match. So you see Matt Menard run out to jump Hook. And then Action Bronson makes his way in. And he gets he gets his hands on Parker and Menard, which I thought was great. I thought this was very cool. I'm going to jump ahead right here because they announced on Dynamite that at Grand Slam in his hometown of Queens, New York, it's going to be Action Bronson and Hook versus Angelo Parker and Matt Menard, which I I love this. I think it's great. Uh, Action Bronson has been somebody who has always been a professional wrestling fan. He's always kind of shown his love for the business. So it's a cool way to get him involved. And it's also a cool way to give a spot to Hook, the FTW champion, who, you know, Arthur Ashe Stadium is on Long Island. Yes, it's in Queens, but to give him a shot with somebody, because you know, not even just the sheets, you know, like bigger um, publications are going to pick this up. Action Bronson going into a ring with you know with Hook, who's you know Taz's son, which will be it'll be cool. But again, H- Hook picks up the victory here. I'm about it. The All Atlantic Championship match pack picks up the victory over Kip Sabian. This was just a. A weird match and i think this was the first match that we saw kip unless he was on uh dark or dark elevation which i didn't pay attention to because i've been told by brandon that you're not supposed to pay attention to those shows however it this was this was i think the weird a very weird match because of kip's new kind of personality he's talking to the box you know there's there's points in the match where he's going to the box and telling him what to do but you know uh he pin. Pac picks up the victory and pins a Kip with a black arrow. Afterwards, though, Pac gets on the microphone with Tony Schiavone. He's he said he he did exactly what he was looking for, and he's interrupted by Orange Cassidy. Pac says, "You know, Orange Cassidy, you're a joke." But I don't, you know, like, and I, I've said this before. I think Orange Cassidy, a, is one of the most over guys in all league wrestling. B. You put, you put him in the ring with Wardlow I, Dave it's so funny because Dave just texted me about that Wardlow Orange Cassidy match. you put him in the ring with with Will Ospreay you put him in the ring with Jericho and he's going to give you banger after banger of matches so it looked like going forward it was going to be Orange Cassidy challenging for the All-Atlantic Championship but boy did that change uh, and then your last match of the Zero Hour was Eddie Kingston picking up a victory over Tamahiro Ishii in a slap battle. This was, uh, I, I looked, you know, the, the, the cesspool that is Twitter like, oh yeah, they saw what Sheamus and, and uh, Gunther did and they're trying to match it. No, they were going to have this match regardless of what happened the day before on, on a different <laughs> promotions, uh, you know, events. But this match was very hard hitting. Eddie Kingston wins with the Northern Lights Bomb. And it was just an awesome, strong style match. I, I I, love Eddie Kingston. I think he's great. I love the fact he he came out, like, when he comes out, he walks down, and then, like, he hears the crowd, right? And then he stops and he just looks around and sees everybody getting him and it just gets him hyped up. And I thought it was I, I one of those guys I, I'm all about, Eddie Kingston. So, next up after this was All Out, the Main Event. Show starts off with the Casino Battle Royal, which, uh, unfortunately, to Brandon's chagrin, it was not Samoa Joe winning this. It was the devil. And, I mean, it, it, what is, it's, it's a car crash match. So you have a bunch of big spots. You know, there was, uh, as we when we were sitting there watching it, there was a spot with Claudio. He was trying to get the ladder to move over, which I think didn't work. Um, but it was a fun match with all these guys. And it just ended so abruptly with a bunch of masked men running to the ring knocking out everybody and then one of these masked men climbing up and grabbing the casino chip which then brought the joker into the match who sympathy for the devil rolling stones comes out and this guy just walks the ring in this black blacked out devil mask and wins the battle royal so the joker wins it and he's about to mask he shakes his head no and walks off i think we all knew as smart wrestling fans that this was mjf but we'll talk about MJF in a little bit, and we'll continue on as the finals for the AEW World Trios Championship. The Elite are your first ever AEW World Trios champions as they beat Hangman Page, Dark, and the Dark Order. But it was kind of to the help of Adam Page as that end spot saw Hangman trying to hit the Buckshot Larry on Kenny, and he hits John Silver. But like, I think it was I think it was like Alex, like he hit him, and then. I forget who went for the pin, and then somebody just jumped on top of Hangman, and it's like he didn't even, like, try to move, which was silly, but, you know, as we predicted from the beginning of this stupid, uh, I don't want to say it's a stupid tournament, but the beginning of this tournament, it was, it was the elites to win, and that's it, Um, uh, unfortunately, again, to Brandon's chagrin, um... Jade Cargill is still undefeated as she defeated the fallen goddess Athena. I love the the She-Hulk breaking through the, the brick wall. I thought it was great. Um, but, you know, interference by the baddies. And Kira, you know, interfered and ate a kick from Athena, which just gave the uh, distraction to Jade to flatten her with the jaded for the win. Jade Cargill still undefeated. Who's next for Jade Cargill is the question. I know it's a very Goldberg-esque question for me to ask. But who's next in this women's division? You have six-man match as predictable. Wardlow and FTR pick up the victory over Jay Lethal and the Motor City Machine Guns. I thought this was a very fun match back and forth. But uh, it was the Powerbomb Symphony getting the victory. And Motor City Machine. after this, Motor City Machine Guns, Sanjay and Saddam Sinks around the ring. And we have the return of Samoa Joe coming back from injury, working on a TV show. He comes to the ring and knocks down Sadma Singh. And then Dax's daughter runs to the ring and she comes in and beats and hits Sanjay Dutt with a lariat um, and breaks his pencil. So I thought that was good, especially, you know, what has Dax been saying? He's going to fight like an eight-year-old girl. And it brings this personal side of Dax Harwood into this whole story, and it was fun, it gets a pop, I'm about it. Grudge match in a match that I think was about five minutes, I had to go back and watch this, because me, Dave, and Sal are all old men, so after the this the three-way match, everybody retired to their respective homes, and as I was cleaning up, and cleaning up, taking the projector down, all this stuff, I missed this match, so I had to go back and watch it, In what was the quickest match on this entire card, Powerhouse Hobbs picks up the victory over Ricky Starks, which we didn't expect. But it—they told the story about Starks' neck. You know, he uh, Hobbs caught Starks on the side of the head with a boot, so you could see his neck was kind of bothering him. And then he hit a huge spine buster and pinned him. So all the uh, Excalibur said it the best. All the damage Hobbs did to Stark's neck is paying off. Next up. The Swerve in Our Glory successfully defends the AEW World Tag Team Championship against the Acclaimed. This was the match of the night. And I know there's a lot of bangers on this show, but this was the match. And you can say, the Acclaimed always say, the Acclaimed have arrived. They arrived as a tag team here. You know, everyone's like, oh, yeah, the Acclaimed, they're fun. Scissor Me, this, that, and the other thing. No, now they're like, after this match, like, you can tell going into the match, like, all right, it's getting good, it's getting good. And then as the ending of the match was going and the acclaimed you're getting all these near pinfalls people were backing it you're getting huge pops in this and they held their own against two extremely reputable talents in Swerve and Keith Lee Um, they went so Swerve and our glory wins Um, at the end of the match show Keith Lee uh, shows some signs of respect and tries to uh, scissor daddy ass there and uh, we'll see where, well, we know where it goes from here because I'm going to jump ahead again. I know Brandon doesn't like, like to do anything in chronological order, but they announced at AEW Grand Slam it's going to be a rematch with Swerve in Our Glory facing off against the Acclaimed again. And I think especially because it's in the backyard of both Anthony Anthony Bones, a Jersey guy, Max Castor, a Long Island guy, I think the Acclaimed are going to arrive at Grand Slam and win the championship and win the championship to one of the biggest crowds in aew history it's got to be awesome there's going to be people scissoring left and right um, but you saw the kind of dissension between Keith Lee and, and Swerve Strickland as well as as well in this match with Swerve Strickland hitting Keith Lee with a you know a, a boot in the middle of the match then also too at the end of the match Swerve walked off Keith Lee showed his respect so maybe that'll kind of play into factor in their in their rematch. We have an AEW Women's World Interim World Champion, as, as pretty predicted. Tony Storm picks up the victory over Britt Baker, Jamie Hayter, and Hikaru Shida. You could have saw Jamie Hayter win this match, but Britt Baker pulled the ref out of the ring, and you saw Jamie Hayter look at her like, "What are you doing?" But that gives Tony Storm enough time to hit a big DDT on Jamie Hayter and pin her to become the champion. So, it was predictable. Was it a good match? It was awesome. All these women in this match shined. Um, Jamie Hayter especially, and, and as well as Tony Storm. You are in surprising Christian Cage picks up the victory over Jungle Boy because he gets the so. Luchasaurus has I guess he's the new Big Show because he's just a uh, babyface one week, heel the next week, babyface again, and now he's heel again as he helped uh, Christian. So he picks up, uh, you know, hits the kill switch and pins Jungle Boy. Again, apparently Christian is injured. It looks like he was wearing some sort of elbow uh, gimmick on, so he's going to be out of action for a while. It was addressed uh, by Jungle Boy on uh, on Rampage. I know I'm jumping ahead this week, so it, it's fine. It's fine. It's just me. If you don't like it, you can turn it off. Don't turn it off. We want you to listen to the podcast. We got Brandon Shadows coming up, folks. Come on. Um, after, after this, you have a little backstage segment, which I thought was very funny because they had Death Triangle and Best Friends Orange Cassidy and Dan Housen, and... On each side of the screen, you saw Danhausen, and you saw Penta, and they were, and Danhausen was just mimicking Penta the entire time, and it was hilarious. It was so funny. Uh, But it set up a big match, a big trios match between these two teams who have a a lot of history going for Rampage. Next up after the surprising Chris Jericho Lionheart, Chris Jericho coming out to White Zombie again, awesome, picks up the victory over Brian Danielson. the, you could say Chris Jericho's now the best wrestler in the world, but there was a distraction by the ref, which uh, Jericho hit the low blow, and uh, he blasted uh, Brian Danielson with the Judas Effect for the pin. And Jericho Appreciation comes out and uh, celebrates. So, what a, Chris Jericho, he had 30 plus years in this business, and he's still going strong, and he's still having, again, I said all these matches were bangers, this match was a banger too, it was a wrestling match. And Jericho, 30 years in, you know, some of these guys might dumb their dumb their style down. Nope, not Chris Jericho, and I appreciate it. I am about it. Big trios match here as you have Darby Allin, Sting, and Miro picking up the victory over the House of Black. Uh, I think it was kind of fitting that Darby rolled up Malachi with The Last Supper for the win, uh, as, you know, reports are saying that Malachi Black has asked for a release, and apparent and he, according to the, the sheets, the news sites, news with a Z, he uh, he got his release. So um, I'm kind of bummed. Uh, Apparently, you know, appa- we talked about it a couple weeks on the podcast where Malachi Black came out and said he almost had to retire because of injuries and stuff like that. So I'm hoping that's the case. You know, let's say, in a year or so he come like he's ready to wrestle again. I know he dropped off there was a an EW show. Um today, actually as I'm recording this, I'm recording this on the ninth, that he had to um take off of because of injuries. So I've i so I mean, within the past year that Malachi Black has been in uh AEW. I think he's I've loved his character, I've loved his gimmick, I've loved his, I love his theme music, it's been awesome. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, again, we expected it. Darby Allen Sting, Miro pick up the victory because also to Sting, uh, sprays mist in Malachi uh, in Malachi's eyes. So it's like kind of a, hey, guess what? Anything you could do, I can do better. And Sting's, Sting's still doing it, man. That's it. Main event of the evening has, uh, obviously, another obvious thing here. As much as I didn't want to do it and I wanted John Moxley to win it. CM Punk is now your undisputed AEW World Champion, picking up the victory over John Moxley. Um, I said last week that I liked the build up to this, but now seeing like this match as opposed to the match we got two weeks ago on Rampage—I mean Dynamite—excuse me—I would have been fine if this was the only match and they didn't do the the three minute match because this match was what it was supposed to be. It was a big main event fight. But CM Punk picking up the victory. There was blood, obviously, as a John Moxley match. Uh, CM Punk, I guess, knew he was going to bleed because it comes out in the all-white gimmicks. Um, but CM Punk gets the uh, two GTS uh, for the victory. And CM Punk is your new champion. And at the end of the night, it wasn't over there just then, you have the lights go out. And you hear a phone call of... Tony Khan saying, hey, listen, what you've been doing has been an embarrassment to the company. Um, I want you to come back. I'll put you in the Casino Battle Royal. And uh, and that's it. And, you know, I'll pay you X amount of money, which they bleeped out. Uh, it then cuts to a CM Punk promo from Ring of Honor saying, you stupid old man. You know, the devil's uh, biggest mistake was, I forget, you know, you're a snake, this everything thing. And it cuts off with the devil coming on saying he is the devil, unmasks himself, and MJF comes out to a huge pop. So I guess he's now the devil, MJF. and uh, they sign off. What does this mean? Wednesday? on Dynamite we'll find out. you thought going off of a, a going off of what I thought was a great all-out. you know these Aew does and we mean Sal and Dave had this conversation the other night. Was there a couple goofy things in there? Absolutely there was. Brandon probably was saying this was the worst all out he's ever seen. Um, But because of um, you'd think going off the show, it's going to be CM Punk MJF at at Grand Slam. No, baby. Because if you saw this media scrum that they had, essentially it was, I mean, everything else, like every other like Swerve and Jericho and stuff like that coming out was moot. To CM Punk getting on there and just being a miserable, miserable, grumpy old man. You had him shooting on. Well, first of all, like he's saying, "F the Penguins." He's like, Listen, I understand hockey's right around the corner, but still, like, if you're gonna represent a company as their champion, you shouldn't be. Hey, you shouldn't be sitting there drinking seltzers and chugging muffins in your mouth. It, it okay? Go out there for ten minutes. And he's like, "Oh yeah, this is on time. I'm running a business." No, okay, so. I'm all over the place right here and I apologize about that. Um, so CM Punk essentially goes into business for himself. He starts making, someone asks him about Colt Cabana and then he starts going in about, you know, he does, he calls him by a shoot real name, which I'm a huge, and I've said this before. and I've said this on this podcast. I'm a huge Colt Cabana fan. I love his style. I love the energy he brings in the ring. I'm excited for him. FWF for him versus VSK versus Mark Sterling for the FWF championship. Um, and, like, he, like, Punk could have taken the high road and, like, hey, listen, we're not here to talk about that guy. I haven't spoke about him in years. But then he just went into ripping on him, saying a lot of negative things about him, saying negative things about the EVPs of the company, saying bad stuff about Hangman Page. Um, This, then, you know, the internet was wild. And Twitter was wild from Sunday night until Wednesday as they said, apparently there was a huge backstage fight. Apparently Ace Steel bit somebody. The Bucks broke into Ken- Punk's room. Um, it was a lot. Apparently Punk injured himself far as bicep or pec or something to that nature. Um, I don't remember everything because it's just, you know, it was, it, was, it was wild. And I think it was very unprofessional of CM Punk to take those jabs at people especially because if there was no AEW, CM Punk would not be back in professional wrestling. So he should I want to say he should kind of be thankful for this opportunity to get back since he left on such a sour taste and he was kind of checked out of wrestling. Well, now, unfortunately, he's got to be checked out again because he's injured again. So what's the first thing you think when somebody's injured in AEW? We're getting another interim champion. That wasn't the case because we're gonna go right to dynamite here on on from from Buffalo, New York. Shout out to uh, Josh Allen, the Bills. Nice, uh, nice win for them yesterday. But Tony Khan, you, I, I know the first thing I, I I'm just I'm thinking, Brandon. Yep, he was reading off a teleprompter. Good, let him read off a teleprompter. Tony Khan said, you know, thank you for joining us for All Out. Unfortunately, he's like. Uh, following all out this Sunday I had I'm forced to vacate the AEW World Championship as well as the World Trios Championship. I didn't like that he said he just said following all out he said he could due to like a backstage you know uh tobacco tobacco like what's that word you know due to a, 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 something backstage like he could have mentioned that cuz AEW caters to smart mark wrestling fans. Everybody knew what he was talking about, but you have to address it. Like due to uh, you know a backstage uh, so uh, uh, unfortunate events backstage, I am f- I am forced. He could have said something like that. It was it was just he could have acknowledged what happened better. But anyway, he said he's forced to vacate the world uh, championship as well as the world trios championship. He said tonight, best friends in Orange Cassidy will be facing off against Pac and the Luth Brothers, and the winner of that match will be the new AEW World Trios Championship. Then he goes on to say, you know, the AEW World Championship is one of the most prized titles in combat sports, so they're doing the AEW Grand Slam Tournament of Champions, and it'll be a tournament that'll be ending at Grand Slam, and the winner of that will be the new AEW Champion. Um, I'm pulling up what the thing looks like. So the tournament, it's going to be... On Dynamite, it's gonna be Hangman Page versus Brian Danielson. Rampage, you're getting Sammy Guevara versus Darby Allen. The winner of Hangman Page and Brian Danielson faces off against Jericho. And then Darby Allen and Sammy Guevara faces off against John Moxley. I like the fact that like on the, the graphic itself, they put like everybody's like kind of like stats as champion. Jericho, seven time champion, Hangman Page, AEW, world champion, Brian Danielson, six time world champion, John Moxley, three time world champion. Sammy Guevara, three-time TNT champion. Darby Allin, longest-reigning TNT champion. So, um, very cool. But we'll we'll kick it off with, first, the World Trio's champion. We have new World Trio's champions in Death Triangle, picking up the victory over Best Friends and Orange Cassidy. I did not watch this live because, unfortunately, I was working that evening, which I was very upset because I... I said it from the beginning, best friends should have been Trio's championship, and I still state, state by my case that they should have. These are guys, especially best friends, they've had bangers, the tag team matches, Orange Cassidy, you can put him against anybody, and he'll outshine and deliver outstanding wrestling. Unfortunately, that didn't happen, Death Triangle gets a victory. This match, though, a lot of fun. Uh, I like the, the tag team spots there, I like the... The trio uh, Canadian Destroyer, and I forget who it was on commentary. He's like, yeah, hey, we're so close. To-. I think it was Taz. He's like, yeah, we're close, so close to uh, Toronto there. You're doing Canadian Destroyers. Uh, but congratulations to the Death Triangle. I hope we see this match up again. I wanna, let's talk about the, the tournament because, yeah, let's talk about the World Championship Tournament because you had Brian Danielson pick up the victory over Hangman Page in an outstanding wrestling match. Yes, I know, in Chris Jericho's promo earlier that night, he... Kind of ruined it for everybody because he said he's going to face Brian Danielson next week. But awesome match here. I I kind of liked that Hangman Page kind of got booed because unfortunately he did cost the Dark Order their uh, trios championship on Sunday. Imagine if the Dark Order won on Sunday. The just wow. Well, imagine, um, but. Awesome match between Brian Danielson and Hangman Page. They, you know, they build it as Hangman Page, Brian Danielson three. It lived up to the expectations. Um, but now Brian Danielson gets to go on and face Chris Jericho next week. At uh, uh, for who who gets to go to uh, Grand Slam? But we we said it. At, you you end it off all out with MJF coming back, and you kind of start off AEW Dynamite with MJF coming out to a huge pop everybody loving him him high five and taz flipping off tony Schiavone, coming out a josh allen jersey and you know he plays like the ultimate baby face role he's like yeah the devil's back everybody who's we? he's like oh i love you guys you're great and he said you know he essentially said he goes i'm not going to this tournament of champions because i'm going to work smart not hard he said he's uh, he says i got a guaranteed title shot anytime i want so which is making me think that whoever wins at grand slam is going to get cut off by mjf anyway he's talking about you know tony khan's paying him a boatload of money now um and he's you know he's going to win that world title and uh he's uh, mjf and he's better than moses too he's better than moses which he's then cut off by john moxley john moxley telling him saying that he's full of uh, he's full of poop And then MJF goes from complete babyface to complete heel because then he starts ripping on Buffalo, saying Josh Allen sucks, um, and then starts talking more about the bidding war of 2024, saying that the only real con in uh, professional wrestling is Saint Old Saint Nick con. Uh, You know we're 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 smart wrestling fans, and he's you know we know he's talking about Nick Con from WWE, um, and he says you know he's. He's going to take uh, the title. Maybe he'll take it with his uh, friend Cody Rhodes to uh, WWE. And, uh, you know, he says uh, he wants he wants the ball. He's going to take it. And that's what's going to be, as his favorite wrestler Triple H says, his best for business. So, like, I I know some people, like, I don't know why why he has to mention Nick Khan and stuff like that. I don't mind it because it's kind of playing to, hey, guess what, I'm going to leave and I'm going to go over here and get, getting heel heat because, again, I feel like AEW caters to the smart wrestling fam. MJF, uh, you know, punks out after uh, almost fighting John Moxley. And then John Moxley cuts what I thought was a fantastic promo. And it really kind of solidifies my thought that, A, he's the wrestler of the year. And, B, he is, like, the backbone top guy in AEW. Because he says... You know, he has a, he's upset, he's pissed off, he said he was supposed to be on vacation, but he, uh, you know, had to come here, and he says he represents the sport, he says the AEW championship means a lot, it means, you know, it represents slaying demons, he said he lost that, but now he is going to go into Grand Slam, and he's going to win it, and he gets another shot. He wants the ball, and he says this time it's not about winning, it's time to be a legend. Uh, Bully Ray said a very poignant thing on Busted Open this week that Moxley's kind of like the Terry Funk, Oneida, and I forget the other person he said, "Son of a bee. But I can kind of see that he's kind of wrapped up uh, all these like legendary characters into one. He's he's the backbone of all Elite Wrestling. Do I now? Who do I see winning this tournament? So you have Brian, you have Brian Danielson. You have Brian Danielson facing off against Chris Jericho. Um it, I don't really care who wins between Sam, Sam I know who wins but whoever they face is not going to be John Moxley. So I think it might be at Grand Slam, Brian Danielson versus John Moxley, but you know, they're both I yes, I know they're both at a stable but they like to fight and they're going to just fight it out. So I'm very cool about that. I'm excited for this tournament. I'm excited for Grand Slam. So and I, I ho- and I and I feel like this episode of Dynamite really kind of brought, and a lot of people said this too, it kind of brought them back to like older, I know AEW is only three years old, but like more of like the wrestling. They focused more on the wrestling instead of like the promos and this, that, and the other thing. Um, Tony Schiavone backstage with Chris Jericho. You know, I I said this before. Um, Also too, other things happening on, Ray. I'm all over the place with this episode of Rampage. Uh, Dynamite excuse me, uh, TNT Championship, Wardlow defends in a squash match against Tony Nice. gets headbutted, clothesline, powerbomb Symphony, and then I really liked, he was going to, you know, powerbomb Mark Sterling too, but Josh Woods comes out to make the save, but I liked Wardlow after this. You know, he says, he's like, oh, the internet's saying that Wardlow's lost his momentum, and he said, no, he's the TNT Championship, and he's going to let all the fans know that this is still Wardlow's world, so, We've spoken about how, you know, the TNT Championship wasn't defended at All Out. He's been in this like trios kind of storyline. So now I'm hoping they kind of go back to getting getting on the the, the ball here at Wardlow. Hyping him up again because, you know, going into Double or Nothing, he was the hottest thing in AEW. So let's get him back to that because I'm a big fan of him. We talked about also uh, one major person that had a big night at All Out was Stokely Hathaway. He comes out. Uh, later on in the show with uh, his little new uh, tr- uh, group of Austin Gunn, Colton Gunn, Ethan Page, Lee Moriarty, and W Morrissey, and says uh, and uh, Stagehand tries to cut him off, and they beat him up. Get- uh, w Morrissey hits him with a, a massive boot. And I w- I want, my my question is like, when are they going to integrate MJF with this whole Stokely family? Is it going to happen or is it just MJF just paying him off to do his thing and that's it, and that it's done with, so... We'll see. Uh, we'll see going forward. Main event of the evening. I mean, it could have been that Brian Danielson, um, Brian Danielson uh, hanging a page match, but pure championship on the line. We have a new pure champion in Daniel Garcia. He's getting the victory in Buffalo. He gets uh, walked out to the ring by rapper Westside Gun, who's a Buffalo native as well. Um, if you like solid wrestling, this is the match for you. I thought it was great. I enjoy the the Ring of Honor uh, pure rules matches. But it was Yuta at the end trying to go for the seatbelts uh, for a two count and then Garcia locked in the Dragon Tamer and Yuta tapped out without anybody coming out there. Jericho said it earlier in the uh, evening. He said, he's like, you weren't out there for us the other night? He's like, so we're not going to be out there for you tonight. And he wasn't. Brian Danielson, after the match though, does come out. Shakes wheel Yuta's uh, Daniels, uh Shoves, uh, shakes, I can't talk, Jesus. This is what happens when I don't have Brandon. I miss you so much, Brandon. (laughs) Even though we're not going to scream at each other this week. Uh, But uh, Danielson comes out, shakes uh, Garcia's hand, and places the belt around him, which I think is a very nice gesture. You know, and Jericho uh, walks down, and he's not happy with what he saw. So the story of (laughs) the custody of Daniel Garcia continues to grow. Congratulations to Daniel Garcia. Again, a guy that broke both of his legs. Uh, while he was on the Indies, to what he's doing now, I think it's awesome. I'm about it, and uh, it was a wild, wild week in a uh, in AEW. I mean, I mean, I didn't mention it, but there was a lot of suspensions given out. The Bucks and Kenny Omega were suspe- suspended, which is why they, um, which is why they uh, took the trio the trio's title off him. And CM Punk is suspended, injured, whatever he is. I think I can kind of say the CM Punk thing. Again, Make if CM Punk does come back to All Elite Wrestling, make him an attraction. Don't put him in champion. Hey, guess what? We're going to have CM Punk versus... um, I don't know. We're going to have CM Punk... We had, we had it already. But CM Punk versus John Silver. Make that an attraction match. You don't have to put him in because it looks like he's getting injured a lot. And maybe he just can't hang with the wrestlers of today. So anyway, I like to focus on the positives, but it's in a very... It's, it's been an angry week for me as a professional wrestling fan and as an an elite wrestling fan because you want to see... You don't want this drama. You know, you don't you don't want this, but it's going to happen and it's part of Growing Pains. Again, this company is three years old. These things will happen and props to whoever threw out... To Tony Khan for suspending people and stripping people of titles. Shows you, listen, we're trying to work together here um, and not against each other. So on that note... Let's get to, that's AEW. Oh, I got I to gotta mention, uh, he's back to his winning ways. Matt Cardona, after having an a unsuccessful couple days with NWA this weekend, goes on to become the first wrestling showcase champion. Uh, so props to him on that. And he also beat Jimmy Lloyd that night either with the help of his uh, lovely wife, Chelsea Green. Uh, so congrats to Broski on... Winning that title back, and I can't wait for him to win all of his other titles back. Besides the NYWC one, because no one... Kid- no, I'm kidding. Win that back, too. Um, anyway, on that note, um, I guess it's time for my Match of the Week. Versus Match of the Week. Versus Match of the Week. Match of the Week this week. Um, I got two of them. First one is going to be from All Out. Swerve and our glory versus the Acclaimed. The Acclaimed have arrived, ladies and gentlemen. And I can't wait for Grand Slam when they win the tag team titles. So that's going to be cool. Uh, also, the trios match from Dynamite, which was the uh, death triangle going over Best Friends and Orange Cassidy. Yes, I am upset about the outcome of the match because I still think Best Friends and Orange Cassidy should have won it. Um, but the match was awesome. It was fun. Um, the Danhausen spots they got in there, where he was cursing people and he punched uh, Alex Albarantes in the balls everything it it was fun and that's what i love about professional wrestling is when it can be fun in this match kind of especially the first match off of the drama that happened at all out it just make it's like all right we're gonna we're gonna be in good shape here with guys like these you know this in the ring so go check those two matches out um and he may not be here with me but he did send me his shout outs (laughs)
0: Shalom, Jay Silver here, and you're about to listen to my favorite part of the show, Brandon Shaloms. Oh, I mean Brandon shoutouts. The first shoutout goes to Rumbleverse, which Chris brought up on the show last week, and I downloaded it. I think it's a really fun game. I don't have a, a full understanding of how to play it, really, but it's still enjoyable. It's Fortnite, but instead of guns and shooting, you're you're wrestling. Huh? And it's cross-platform, and uh, I've suplexed people off of buildings. I've German suplexed people down steps. What is this called? Rumbleverse. Rumbleverse? Yeah, we're not getting paid for this. I think it's a a pretty fun game. (laughs) Is this free to download? Yeah, it's free, just like Fortnite. Huh. It's on, uh, I know it's on Xbox, PlayStation, computer, so I'd say check it out. It's free. That's interesting. Uh, also, since I'm not going to have an opportunity to mention a Markout moment of the week, I will give one of my Markout moments a shout-out, which is the WrestleMania biography that aired on A&E. It was the season finale, which, by the way, they announced they're coming back in the winter with more of the... Uh, 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 I almost said Muppets Most Wanted. The Most Wanted Treasures. Uh, that's 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 cool, because that's such a cool show to be watching, I mean... Yeah, so I think that's awesome, and they're going to have more did they biographies they or no? No, they just, they just showed like a package of – just like an overall video package. Oh, that, that is just going to be there. That, yeah. That's, it, it's funny. After seeing
2: that, it really got me into thinking like maybe like as a collector, instead of like autographs and
0: stuff, that would be pretty cool to own like an attire. I have one. Yeah, from an event you went to, right? Yeah, from the Nassau Coliseum. It was October 30th, I think, 2007. It was, uh, I I went to college across the way at Nassau Community College, and I knew WWE was there. And on a whim, I texted my dad. I'm like, do you by any chance want to go to SmackDown? And he goes, okay. (laughs) (laughs) And we went to SmackDown, and we literally, we got seats in the Islanders, uh, I think in the penalty box. Mm -hmm. Which is like insane seats. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Mick well, Foley ended up wrestling coach that night with Hornswoggle as the guest referee. Mm hmm. If I'm not mistaken, that's cool. And, uh, yeah, I got the outfit that Mick Foley wore.
2: That's, I guess the only attire that I have is CM Punk wrist tape,
0: which, which... is a uh, story in itself. Yeah, but I don't have any. There's, there's, uh, there are stories on the internet somewhere from like, Kurt Hawkins, I guess you could technically hear it from, but I don't think Kurt Hawkins realizes where they are now.
2: <laughs> yeah, I have them. <laughs> they were passed down; they weren't stolen or anything. Yes, they were passed down to me. Uh, I have them not on display; they're in my closet as I figure out what I'm supposed to do with them. I mean, they're not; they don't have any certification with them. They are just a pair. I mean, there's DNA.
0: If you get a DNA tested somehow. Right? If CM I mean... Punk wanted to maybe somehow send you a lock of hair or something. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you're listening, yeah. CM Punk, mark it out what at gmail.com. Yeah, hit us up. But uh they had interviews on that WrestleMania biography from David Wolf, who I wasn't expecting to see on it. They had MTV executives, which makes sense, also wasn't expecting to see D. Snyder but it was really awesome to hear Cindy Lauper and Mr. T talk about this era of professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. I thought that was awesome. It's like stuff that Mr. T was talking about. And this was what I wanted to hear in his hall of fame speech. Yeah. And it's a shame that like he did like 40 minutes on his mom instead of this, mm-hmm. but watch the WrestleMania biography from A and E. I think they're all fantastic episodes. Yeah. Last shout out goes to cars on the road Which is a brand new series on Disney Plus, and it was released on Disney Plus Day, but um, at the time of recording this, it hasn't come out. It's Wednesday right now. Disney Plus Day is on Thursday, but by the time the episode drops, it will have already come out, but I did see, like, clips of the show, and I'm always, I really like Cars. It's a good show. Mm -hmm. A good movie, I mean. And uh, a lot of people don't like the second movie or the third movie. I think, well, maybe more so the second movie they don't like, but I think the third movie was really good. But uh, it's going to be on Disney Plus. Owen Wilson and Larry the ca- Cable Guy are in it. I think. I've bunch... actually never seen the movie. You've never seen Cars? No. That's I've always bizarre. wanted to, though. But I, I think the, the rest of the cast, for the most part, reprise their roles as well. So. Yeah. I'd say check it out. Cars on the Road. Disney Plus Day is coming or has already come and it's fun. Meh. So uh, those are my shout outs. Now it's time for Hour. Mark out moment of the
2: week. Mark out moment of the
1: week. Uh, I did, one thing I did mark out for was they had the AEW Fan Fest, and they started showing all the reveals. They showed a digital render of The Butcher, The Blade, The Bunny, Dan Housen, which, you know, I've said it every time I die, is one of my favorite bands of all time. It's still really upsetting to listen to them, but to see uh, Andy Williams go from, you know, touring musician to to a wrestler to an action figure is so cool and I can't wait to for this figure to come out I'm probably gonna buy three of them uh one to keep on card one to keep signed and then one to pose right smack dab next to my Brandon figure so I marked out about that and I really can't think of anything else that I marked out about this week um that's it so that's our show for this week marking out 605 hopefully I got that one right so Thank you, everybody, to listening to our podcast. Uh, make sure you go to marketingout.com, subscribe on all of your major podcasting applications. Facebook.com slash marketingout, Twitter.com slash marketingout, YouTube, and Instagram.com slash marketingout11. We're also on TikTok. TikTok. Is it TikTok or is it just at Out? I don't know. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a boomer when it comes to that. I don't know what TikTok is. Um, but. Uh, you can buy merchandise at ProWrestlingTees.com slash marking out. Got to thank Nick Tocho for our logo and Ring Rope Rebellion for our music. And then uh, next week, you will get back to me and Brandon yelling at each other about AEW. Uh, and so until that time, which I can't be more excited about, um, we wish you, well, I wish you, it's not we, unless I'm, I have schizophrenia, I wish you the best of luck in your future endeavors have a fantastic week uh no